G'day punters, welcome to episode 23 of the Neds NRL punting podcast, another week of absolutely everything rugby league. We've got some previewing to do, we've always got plenty of hot takes, we love finding winners, especially when they're boxed all together in the infamous multi-segment. My name's Jared Timms, with me, as he is each and every week, 63 games? Oh, thank you. 63 games for yeah. the Broncos, three yeah. each for the Maroons, the Kangaroos and the Indigenous All-Stars, Dralio Yee. Yeah, it's good to be back, boys. Four, game, four games to go before the end of the season. It's Incredible. crazy, crazy. Yeah. It's gone so quick. Also with us as he is each and every week, Rugby League's foremost stats and numbers oh, man. Stop it. It's the form guide fondler, Ryan Cook. Hello, boys. Thanks for that pump up there, Joe. I appreciate that, mate. Jarrell's got a new hat on. We've got a nice fresh vibe here yeah. today. I'm feeling it. It's my Indeed. Brooklyn Nets golfing hat. Yeah, I like Good. it. Yeah, thank you. A very vibrant pink yeah. on the front of it for those watching. Well, only real men can wear pink, they mm. say. <laughs> well, nice little segue. We're back with Vision again this week. Yes. Got this new studio yes. here. Good. Catch hey. us on YouTube whenever you like. Uh, the search for Chris Gary's replacement is going to continue right up until the finals, but mm. we're in the new studio today. It's Thursday. I thought we'll just iron out all of the kinks before we welcome in anyone new. Yeah, I think it's important that we just forget about Chris. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I already enough. have. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly called him Craig before. So. <laughs> How did we think Oscar went last week? Pretty no, good? I thought he went all right. Like He's very knowledgeable when mm. it comes to the game, and it's what we need. Sometimes we lack that. Um, as a collective, gentlemen, um, I'm not just pointing at myself <laughs> for here. Yourself, yeah. uh, as a collective, so it was good. To, it, was, it was good to have him. He's a breath of fresh air. I thought he passed with flying colours. His mm. analysis was outstanding. Yeah, yeah there, like, we can need he more keep of that. that. Up if he comes back, that's the question. Well, yeah, like us. Yeah. 23 rounds in, we're still talking shit, but still yep. crunching numbers. He set yeah. a high bar. Yeah, yeah that is yeah. very, very true. Look, we're beginning on a bit of a somber note this week. Unfortunately, guys, on Thursday morning. Premiership winning coach Paul Green suddenly passed away at the age of just 49. Now, at NRL level, of course, Greeny led the Cowboys for seven seasons, 2014 through to 2020. He took them to their first and only Premiership so far mm. in 2015. He also had a very decorated playing career, played for 10 years uh, for a host of clubs, actually, the Sharks, the Cowboys, the Roosters, the Eels, and the Broncos. He also coached the Origin team for a year, Gerald. A really sad day for the community and for rugby league. Yeah, mate. I like I when I when I heard about this, uh, just shocked me. Like I was not. I mean, you're never ready for someone who, I suppose you you know you're close with. Um, you know, I've, I've had the luxury of having uh, Paul Green uh, be my uh, you know back five coach at the Brisbane Broncos for three or four years. Uh, not only that, obviously he's been. Uh, around the game for a very long time and, and was a big part of the Broncos. Um, you know, when Anthony Griffin was around, Ivan Henjak was around when I was there, Wayne Bennett. So, yeah, it was a real big shock um, today. I mean, I, I still remember I was, you know, out for work and I just was like, I just can't, just didn't know what to do. Yeah. I thought to myself, I've got to go home. Um, went, went and grabbed my uh, uh, my son and I was just like, I don't know. I just was, I just didn't know. I just never thought... Especially Greeny. I mean, you don't ever think people. Sometimes you just think people are in, you know, undefeated, uh, unbeatable, and um, forty nine. Just way too young. Way, way too young. My favourite memories of Greeny were actually from his early coaching days, taking my beloved winner Manly Seagulls to consecutive yeah. Q Cups in twenty eleven and twenty twelve. Now, one thing that really stuck with me from those premiership wins was 
the glowing sort of interviews of praise that his players gave after the game really has stuck with me this entire time. My mother actually worked for BMD, who, were the, who yep. were, and I think they still are, the they major sponsor are. of Winner Manly back yeah. then. They, of course, followed Greeny up to North Queensland and became a major sponsor there as well. Mm-hmm. He took, uh, what was the hooker's name? Um, Jake Granville. Jake Granville. Yeah. Jake Granville's had a huge NRL career since. I mean, you really cannot understate the impact this mm. bloke has had on the game of rugby. No, today. definitely not. And I think I've seen a, a pretty nice piece that uh, Michael Morgan uh, come out today, uh, Morgo, and said to him, I'll never forget anything he's done for me. He he made me change uh, the way I looked at the game. Um, he made me change the way I played the game as a player, but he also made me a better person as well, Morgo, Morgo said. And I couldn't have said it better. I mean, I also have some, you know, really funny times I've had with Greeny. Um <laughs> Most of them on the piss. Um, one I do recall was my first year, um, and this this is so vivid. Like I just remembered the, like it was yesterday. My, my first year, and I was uh, about to play my first preliminary final against Melbourne Storm down in Melbourne. Um, you know, I would have been nineteen years old, and um, him and him and um, uh, Peter Ryan, uh, as all coaches do, the night before the game, they go out and have a few drinks. That's just what they do. Um, the funny thing was that uh, him and uh, Rhino had got into a blue and <laughs> he'd come to uh, the back five meeting in the morning, smell like a brewery and uh, with, a, with a black eye. Well, so we know who won that one. Um, but it was a funny, it was just a funny way for me to prepare for my first ever biggest final ever. And I still never would, every time I seen him, I'd never leave him there. Uh, never let him live that down. And, um, you know, that's just one of the memories I've had with Greeny, but he's, yeah, he's going to be missing. I know, He's very close with his family, so um, you know he's he's a he's a great father, a husband. So yeah, he's going to be missed dearly. Yeah, our sincerest condolences to Paul's wife, kids, family, and mm. friends. Truly awful time indeed. Guys, the Bulldogs thick into a rebuild. Since they sacked Trent Barrett particularly, they've actually looked a pretty competitive side. They've taken some pretty credible scouts. They've climbed to 12th on the ladder now. Mm. The wooden spoon was looking a very, very real thing for a long period of time now. They just look to be gelling. I think at the centre of most of it is Matt Burton. He's a star on the rise. Absolutely outstanding football. And now hearing rumours this week that veteran and former Bulldog Josh Reynolds mm. on the verge of returning to the club on a one-year deal. Gerald, do you think this is the type of signing that a club like the Bulldogs should be making? Look, I don't know if it's a tactical signing. It might be something to bring, you know, a bit of Bulldogs back into bit the of side. Club Big back. club culture. And we know how... He played with his, uh, with you know, hard on his sleeve when he played when he put that Bulldogs jersey on. So, I mean, look, it's it's not going to fix everything. Uh, we know how erratic he can be on the field as well, but I think it's going to be able to bring a lot of culture back. And we know how passionate those Bulldogs fans. Oh, I, yeah. I think they would like to see him back in the in the side as well. One year deal, yeah, it's probably suffice. It probably suffices, and I don't know what they're going to pay him, but they need to, you know, they need to keep some cap room over if they're going to they want to elevate their side a little bit more. I think we're looking at probably a one-year playing deal and then he slips into like an off-field role. Is that, yeah, I yeah. think that's what's going to happen because they want to bring some of that experience to the club. But do you think Reynolds has enough left in the tank? I was looking at his stats Super League-wise this year. I think he scored seven tries. He has? Yeah. There you go. Oh, that, 
that's pretty good for a. Uh, I assume he's still I mean, playing five eight. Yeah, he? I think and so. Yeah. And in that game over there, you're like not a lot of halves get through the line mm. um, because you know their forwards like bashing them, and it's usually their backs that score most of them. So yeah, I mean, look, like I said, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a terrible signing. I think it's good to bring a bit of culture back and just to have someone familiar that knows the club, uh, you know, knows the fans. So, yeah, I think it brings back a little bit of camaraderie to to the playing group and the and the fans back together. They have really been doing a bit of that recently too. Mason on the uh, the advisory panel. I think Andrew Ryan is back there as well. Yeah, and I'm Hazem not, El Masri yeah, still I, there, I'm, yeah, I'm not mad about it. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, I think it's, you know, as a Bronco supporter, I would love to see heaps more of that as as our old boys came back. I think it would be, it would really – I mean, do, the, do a lot of these players know who those guys are? Maybe not because they might have been a bit young when they were coming through, but Willie Mason is a presence in himself. Yeah, uh, we, all, yeah. we all know what Mace brings. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Ryan speaks for himself. Well, how's Mel Masary's greatest goal? What point scorer for them yeah, uh, yeah. of all time? So, yeah, I, look, I think what they're doing and the way they're going, they've definitely had a shift. Um, since the start of the year, and and it's looking good. All right, well, speaking of signings, the Titans have made a bit of a habit of putting all of their eggs into, like, one or two baskets when it comes to uh, paying huge sums of money to, to just a couple of players and then trying to plug heaps of gaps with minimal money left. Sam Verrills has signed for them this week. Uh, exciting young hooker. He's won a premiership with the Roosters. Gerald, do you think they're finally starting to get the idea and move in the right direction? Well, they're going to have to. Yeah, well, the only way's up. They've, they've, <laughs> yeah. been, they've been atrocious for so many years. I mean, last year, um, I, I just think that – I don't know how they made it there, but they did. Yeah. And they, you know, obviously they, they were, fell so short uh, in that last game. But, yeah, I think he's a great signing. Obviously – um, anyone who's been coached by Trent Robinson is going to be uh, a good signing, especially in that spine, um, you know, and obviously having Kieran Foran uh, go there, um, who is definitely not backflipping now. Oh, he's uh, not, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. which is which – is, <laughs> The trial inside, it didn't land? <laughs> no, well, I, I thought he was going to, um, but he didn't um, and he's not. He's not going to do a chance. Have you um, spoken to – have you specifically spoken to Chez about that? Is that how we know? I don't know. <laughs> oh. No, I think he's going to – I think he's going to um, – the money's too good. Yeah. I mean, the money. Okay, yeah. But honestly, you you got him, um, you know, playing in the halves, and, and you're probably you're going to put uh, Campbell at, at fullback. Um, Brimson will probably maybe the other half. I just think uh, Toby Sexton. Unfortunately for him, it hasn't gone the way he wanted it to this year, and he hasn't been as good as he wanted to be. And this is what happens when you put young fellas into these roles. Yeah. You know, if they don't play him now, he's you know his confidence is going to be d- diminished and. It's a tough one to be in, but he's got to realise that sometimes you've got to ride, you know, the bench for a little bit to to get to where you want to be. And he's going to be behind Kieran Foran, you know. Like, I mean, Foz has been to a grand final. He, he's won grand final. He knows what it is like to be successful. So, yeah, I, I think they're starting to build something. Are they going to have uh, Dave there next year? I don't know. You know, that's a lot of money. Um, you know, he's definitely not going to downgrade. He's not no. going to take any money away. So... Yeah, they've, they're, they're starting to fix a few things. I think Justin Holbrook's the right man for the job. I really do. I think yeah. he's a good coach. I just think that, don't think they've showed it for him this year. Circling back a little bit to a Toby Sexton then, what's the best case scenario? What should a player in his position do? He's young. He's obviously got plenty mm. of talent. Like yeah. you said before, it hasn't quite worked out this year for him. Does he stick around and learn from someone like Foran or is it best for him to then pull up stumps? And well, he's a tweed a product, club? isn't he? So, he is, yeah. I mean... Like if he if he really wants, you know, that fairy tale of 
being a one club player and being, you know I would stay. Yeah. I, I mean you you go go back go to Queensland. It, look, he, we got to remember he played Queensland Cup for the first time last year and he and he and yes he brained it. But that's one year in Queensland Cup. What happens is they don't know who you are. They don't know how you play the first year, so they figure you out the year after. So you've got to be able to make sure you're consistent. So send him back there. You know, make sure he does apprenticeship a little bit longer. He can fill in every now and then when there's injury. Look, we're gonna have they're gonna have injuries with Kieran Foran being there. Like he's not gonna play a full season. So there'll be times where we'll get the opportunity. I mean, it's yeah, they've just rushed him in too too fast because they moved on um um where'd he go to uh, Canberra? Yeah. Uh, uh Fogarty. For, for, yeah. yeah. They they moved him on too fast. He should have stayed, he should have done his apprenticeship under him, and then they would have been fine. I mean, Jamal was asking for a bit of money, which he should have been. He he played well uh, for the last couple of years. So yeah, I just think Toby Sexton's gonna be a star. We're just not seeing that right now. All right, Jarrell, I think you touched on it at the top of the show here. There are four weeks remaining in the regular season, and with that month of footy, I thought this was the right time to lock in our top eight. Currently Ooh. Running first through the eighth, we have the Panthers, the Cowboys, the Sharks, the Storm, the Eels, the Rabbitohs, the Broncos, and the Roosters. Now, the Raiders are one win behind the Roosters in ninth, and the Seagulls and the Dragons are the only other clubs who could mathematically make it, but there's realistically absolutely no chance that they're going to. Is the current top eight make up how it's going to finish? Look, I, I thought the Raiders had a great chance until we've seen Ricky Stewart do what he did <laughs> over the last week. Um, like I don't care what anyone says. Yes, you can overcome adversity, but not having your coach here for a whole week, yeah. no contact. Like he he is he is not allowed back there till next Wednesday. And he can't make selections. He, he can't make selections. He's not allowed to talk to any of the team. No. He can't talk to any of the staff. So it's a so like if, if this is not a spanner in the works, and I don't know, I think that gives a great opportunity for St George to and and the and the Manly Seagulls to push for that top eight. But in saying that, we know the Roosters are hitting it. You know, great form at the moment. Do they beat the Cowboys this week? I don't think they do. I mean, we've just spoken about Greeny. I think that just gives them a little bit of extra kick Absolutely. this week as well down there in Sydney. Um, I don't think they beat the Cows. I, I didn't choose them to beat the Cows this week anyway. I just find that they've had they've been on this rise. There's got to be – they can't just keep keep going and keep going. There's going to be one little full stop before they get to the finals, and I think it's this week. I think they're probably going to make – the eight, they're definitely going to make the eight, the Roosters. Yep. But it's going to be tight. I mean, if the Dragons can go on a run and the Manly can go on a run, it's going to be really, really tight if the Roosters lose this week, and I, I think they will. The Panthers, obviously, were the team that beat the Raiders last weekend. They still sit first. They obviously have to get to the finals without Cleary and Luai, a few mm -hmm. other players. Do you think they showed enough in that win last week that they will just win the minor premiership from this point? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had doubts. I had doubts to where they were going to go on and – and be exciting without those two boys, but uh, it showed that they can. But it's you know there's still four weeks to go. They've got to they've got to build momentum. Um, what the Cowboys are six points behind them, so yeah, yeah, they've just got to win every game. Like it's fair. I mean they're they're there. So but I don't think honestly, I don't think the Penrith Panthers are worried about the minor premiership. Mm. That's not that's not where their head head lies. It's it's obviously the big one, and um, having a home final is is always great. Um, having two home finals before you to go to the big dance is always great, um, and it looks like at the moment they're going to be they're going to be there. Ryan, any changes to that eight? I've got the Raiders making it over the Roosters. Ooh, wow! Um, but you talk about important games, Manly and Canberra 
in round 24. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. I like, I think the Sea Eagles are still a chance, but their road record is probably the most worrying thing. I think they've got three of the remaining four on the road and yeah. the Raiders have St. George, Newcastle, Manly and West and two of them are at home. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. In terms All very winnable Yeah, I think yeah. so. I don't, yeah, I don't know. And the Roosters still have to play the Rabbitohs again, so... Yeah. I don't know. The run home's tough for them. All right. Well, it's looking pretty close. Well, there's at least a seven locked in there, that one final spot. Who's finishing second? That's what I'd like to know. Well, yeah. Because I, I think it's the Sharks. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They fly yeah, you've, you, you've liked the Sharks and they've got a, you know, rather easy run mm. home. They have West this, this week. Yep. Win. Yep. They've got Manly. Win. And then Canterbury. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And they've well, got that golden point win too under the belt a couple of weeks yeah. ago. So. True. Yeah. They've flown mm. quite under the radar for a side that could finish second who yeah. have been sitting in the top four for the entire I mean, look, there's the been a lot of chat about them taking out their premiership and I'm I'm not mad about that. No. I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't have anything. I did hear a great thing about Craig Fitzgibbon over the weekend that yeah. he's been smashing himself on game day. So <laughs> yeah. he has the right to tell the boys and how to play footy on the weekend. So I'm talking he goes and do, do, does jujitsu on game day, wherever he is. Um, and punishes himself <laughs> physically and mentally so he has the right to go tell his players what to do on the field, which I think is a – like, I think that's mad. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. who would else would – you're not going to see Craig Bellamy going out there, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, Ivan, oh, he's got a sore knee. You know, like, there's none of these coaches who are doing that. So if there's any team that's got the respect of their coach, it's definitely the Sharks. Yeah. Mm. And if – you know, if that's true, what you've just said, it's absolutely working. So don't change. 100%. 100%. All right. Well, we're obviously getting towards awards time for the season as well. Let's stay on the coaches there because we we're just talking about that. Now, at the start of the season, I think our first video, Gerald, that we did together was who is going to be the first coach sacked. And I said, Todd Payton. Now, he's now a very I short favourite for coach of the year. <laughs> you said Madge and Round 10. Trent, uh, Trent uh, Barrett is going to find it very tough and he's gone. Yeah, see you later. And so is Madge. Yeah. Um, instead, my prediction is a short favourite for coach of the year. Do you think a Craig Fitzgibbon is a bolter in oh, that? Oh, 100%. Field? But i I, I got to say this. They, they had the cattle. I think the Sharks had the cattle where we looked at the Cowboys earlier in the year and we went, Chad Townsend. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like... Like I, I'm, I'm a man of my. Well, I'll eat my words, and Chad's shut me up real quick. Oh, I mean, yeah. well, I, we, I thought he was long gone, but he's obviously taken a liking to this young side, and the way that Todd Payton coaches, Todd Payton will go really close mm. to yeah. win this. Yeah, yeah absolutely incredible. Yeah. Honestly, he's, he's, he's been very, incredible. Very, very good. Football like we were mind. talking about round one or two, everyone, the, the players and him, they were clashing, yeah. which they like from all reports they were. So I don't know how they turned that around that quick. I mean, a couple of win help, a couple of wins help, but yeah, they've they've really hit their straps, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I've got to say that he's probably my choice. Yeah. Okay. So not Kevy Walters if the Broncos finish top four by some stroke of luck. I mean, I look, they, yeah. they they won't finish top four, but they'll you know they there's a possibility that they're going to finish they could finish six. I mean, the, we know the Rabbitohs are playing good footy, but both of those sides that are above the Broncos have a really hard run home, and mm. we actually meet one of them sides as well, Parramatta. So, and we have a, we've got a hard run in Melbourne as well. But um, it's it's so juicy. The last yeah, little yeah. four weeks is amazing. Um, I don't want to see my Broncos fall out of the eight. It doesn't look like we. I mean, we went back to back, but yeah, any final. I mean, it looks like at the moment if we finish six or you know it could be down there in Combank Stadium, which is yuck. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of the Cowboys as we were just before, Jeremiah Nanai surely just opened and shot rookie of the year, right? Easily. Well, yeah. I, I mean, he tries, yes. Yeah. But, it, but talk about I'm – and I'm not just trying to, you know, go to the Broncos here, but Ezra Mann's been given an opportunity in the halves – and he has been excellent. I thought he's been outstanding. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of responsibility. And I know as much as Jeremiah and I has played Origin this year as well, but I don't think it's a close case. I think I think there's going to be a, it'll be a good battle there in the last couple of weeks to see who takes that out. Um, if we we keep we still keep see this kid scoring tries after the Cowboys, then it'll be game over. Um, but I, yeah, I just I genuinely think that Ezra Mann's given him a good run for his money. I think Cobbo. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, but Cobbo is probably in the mix as well if he goes on a bit of a try scoring streak. Yeah, I just think back, he's unfortunate with with the injury. Know, what's happened with yeah. him? And because he's sort of just like we were talking about him so much, you know, yeah. in the first fifteen rounds, and you know, since he played Origin, he got injured, and then it's been hard to for him to to get back in that game and, and get his confidence back. Mm, so, for sure. um, you know, you won't look. You'll look back and go, oh, I wish I won that. You know, he will one day go, I wish I kept playing because I probably could have won that, which he would have been the favourite. He would have been him and Jeremiah and Nano, I would have been the favourites at the moment. Absolutely. Jarrell, at the beginning of the season, you thought that the Dragons might be a smoky to finish in the top four. Now, that's obviously not going to happen. No. But it was off the back of Ben Hunt finding career best form and winning at Dally M. Now, when voting went behind closed doors after round 12, he was a clear leader. Yeah. Do you think he's only strengthened his case? Do you still think he'll win the Dally M? Well, I just, I, I just think that when you look at that Dragon side, when they win or lose, yeah. who's the standout for them? And it's him. Yeah. And – I've, yeah, I, I, I just knew just at the start of the year when I had conversations with him and his wife, um, he's been in – mentally he's in the best place ever. Physically he's in the best place ever. Um, I don't know if you never you know much about Bridget, but she's uh, she works uh, – she, sorry, she's, she's doing her um, – oh, what is it called? Uh, fitness. You know, she does all her fitness. So she, she cooks all the food in the house. So <laughs> – yeah. It's never been like that for Ben. He's never really worried about his what he puts in his body. So, yeah, he's the fittest. And, and obviously talking to Anthony Griffin as well, um, I don't really like to make bold statements about my mates that early, but I just talked to Hook and he said, mate, he's the best, he's the best trainer. He's been the, and that's not like him. Yeah. He's oh, usually, right, okay, he's yeah. usually, you know, he's usually up there, but he's not the best. You know, Mac is usually the one. So, yeah, I just, you know, put that formula together and thought, well, I mean, just the way he was talking this year, he – he really wants to have a crack, so I just thought, you know, I just think that he's was going to win it. And behind closed doors, he's like what we said, he's he's gone really well. So hopefully, at the back end of the year, it would be it would be really nice. It would be a really nice story for him if he had won it. They don't hand him for over for nice stories, though. So yeah, um, he's going to have to play his guts out for the last four rounds. He's certainly given himself an outstanding opportunity to win it. Ryan Dalliem. Yeah, I've gone Ben Hunt as well. I think Nico Hines is the only other guy that comes yeah. close to even matching him. But you hate to think how bad the Dragons would be without Hunt. Oh, um, yeah. Do you think though that they keep him around to sort of coax the young guys and help him? Because or do the Dolphins come poaching? It's it, it'd be stupid if the Dragons even. This happened at the Broncos. All right, mm. they they they. They went shy about a number. You know, they didn't want to give Ben that because they didn't think – they didn't know. But he's a product of, you know, this play of, of the Brisbane Broncos. And you can tell at the moment he's a product of the St. George Dra Illawarra Dragons. Don't make that mistake twice is what I'm trying to say to that club. Don't, yeah. don't let him yeah. – don't, don't, don't do that to Ben twice. I think he's done everything in his possible way to make sure that he stays at that club on big money to finish his career there. And I'm not just saying just be there just on – shit money he needs to get paid because 
he's at the end of his career and they don't usually give out huge contracts, but he's the only guy in that team every week who looks like he's going to win it for him. Making for a very, very exciting run to the finals. All of that can't wait. Mm. It's going to be a pretty open camp, uh, pretty open series, I believe. At the beginning of the week, Gerald, you and I had our say on Ricky Stewart's comments on Jamin Salmon. Ryan, the punters have now had their say. Yeah, so Oscar, who was here last week, weighed in and said uh, Carrigan's loss hurts the Broncos as he's their first receiver. He went into some pretty in-depth analysis. Uh, Gerald, you said you'd love to see Kobe Hetherington take the opportunity mm. on and the Broncos probably shouldn't tinker with their structure too much. Look, the comments have been vastly uh, overwhelming, saying that the Broncos are going to miss the eight now, so you're not going to like this giraffe. Yeah, but to be honest, we're, we're always the bad guy. No yeah. one likes us making anything, so <laughs> I'm not I'm not, I'm not. not surprised. Yeah. Um, so a few comments here. First one comes from Kerry Philippoy, who says, one player don't make a team, lol, get over it, the end. <laughs> um, hang on. She's also added, though, a spicy little meme at the end that says, my vacuum broke, so I put a Bronco sticker on it. Now mm, it sucks <laughs> again. Really strong areas there. Wow. <laughs> that is outstanding. Uh, Mick Harcher has said, put Mam at dummy half and put Gamble back in at number six. Why does Kevy keep dumping him? He's done nothing wrong and they haven't lost a game all year when starting him at number six. Too bad Kevy has his pets. What do you think mm. about that, Gerard? Yeah, I, look, we're trying to – we talked about, um, you know, Sexton before. I mean, Ezra Mann has done his time in, you know, Queensland Cup for a whole year last year and a little bit more the year before. I think he's hitting his straps. I, there's no way I'm moving him out of his no, position. absolutely. <laughs> no <not>. way. <laughs> Last but not least, Glenn Mouncey has chimed in and he says he should be out of the game for the rest of the year, Carrigan, that is. He's a dog. Mm. He's probably uh, – who did he do it to again? Who did uh, Paddy Carrigan do it to again? Uh, what, on two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, bloody well, used to play for Manly. Yeah. Oh, how quickly we I've forget. Forgotten too. Yeah. I am so, yeah, that's exactly right. We've <laughs> yeah. forgotten. We've totally forgotten. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, Hastings. Jackson Hastings. That's promise, it, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he's a West Tigers fan. Yeah. <laughs> all right, boys, let's get into some betting. The weekend's footy through the eyes of the punters with all the numbers, trends and odds you need to know. This is The Offload. Look, there's one thing we can rely on. It's the form guide formula steering us into weekly winners. Let's kick it off with Don't Argue. Cameron Munster this week, boys. I know we're recording on a Thursday and we've got a game tonight, but we do have to look back at the previous round. Um, safe to say his return to fullback was a big success last week. Hattie against the Gold Coast Titans, if you don't mind. 19 bucks for that one. And he actually Ooh. scored 20 of the Storm's 32 points, if you include his conversions. Uh, $4.50 any time tonight against the Panthers. I think that's pretty good value. Uh, but just looking at the Storm boys, Nick Meany is back at fullback this week um, and the Storm do have some more injury concerns with Jerome Hughes dislocating his shoulder. What are the chances of the Storm making the top four? It's a team we didn't touch on in our ladder predictions just before. Do you still like them to make the top four? I think they beat them. I think they beat them. Really? I think there's a statement to be said it's tonight. It's, it's this game. And I would have liked Nick Meany not to play because – I love seeing Cam Munster in space. <laughs> Honestly, he's he's so unpredictable. Uh, he's played outstanding all year. But, I mean, when you take him away out of that position, you just give him so much room to move. It really makes you wonder, you know, should should he be playing fullback? And if he if he does and doesn't want to play, in, you know, in the halves, does that mean he moves on somewhere else and, uh, and signs for a, for a big fee somewhere else yeah, for a yeah. fullback? 
Do you, have, do you have some inside information? <laughs> no, I don't have any. I don't have any inside I'm here? saying that would be. Yeah. I'd love to see him play fullback. Uh, I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be outstanding. Would a Jay Asako be worried with that sort of news? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who are our punters pals this week, Ryan? Uh, the Roosters straight off the bat. So the Chooks were a handy little full-up for a number of different reasons. They were $1.60 head-to-head against your Broncos. Gerard, good value considering they've now won eight straight games in a row against teams from Queensland. Daniel Tupo was also good value at $1.85 anytime. And Angus Crichton, the same deal, $4 anytime. He's now scored in four of his last five games against Brisbane. Corey Oates was just the other name worth highlighting. Um, we did talk about him on the show last week. Came through with another double against the Roosters for the second time this season, $6.75. Uh, I know. We on that one? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or maybe. Um, we sort of touched on the Broncos, Gerard, but are you concerned at all about the right edge of the defense? Because I think that's where they conceded a lot of tries last week. Yeah, look, I'm not really because we were just on the back foot the whole time. I just thought the backs for Roosters dented our line, the forwards, and it's so hard to stop momentum. Um, I just thought Suwali played outstanding. Like he just – he was so hard to handle um, and their forwards just ran straight through our forwards. So not really. I mean it's really hard to defend when you're on the back foot and you're constantly on the line under pressure. So um, if they can start their games better and, you know, aim up in defence, they'll be fine. But the Roosters were – like take nothing away. They were outstanding last week. Nice little segue into a man the Broncos will be facing in a couple of weeks, Mike Acevo. Uh, we're talking about him now for probably the third week in a row. He's now scored in five straight games, cashed the double last week at $4.80. Moving on to this round, though, I've got a few uh, tri-scorer tips. I've gone with Stephen Crichton anytime, $2.60 tonight against the Storm. He scored in four of his last six against Melbourne, including when they met back in round 10. I like Gutho anytime. Uh, good little stat here. He's now scored in each of Parramatta's last four games when they're the underdog, $2.65 there. Yep. Josh Adokar, $4.25 for the double against the Warriors tomorrow mm, night. Mm. Warriors defense is the worst in the league and they've conceded a try to wingers in 70% of their mm. games. Futures forecast. Let's talk premiership, boys. Uh, Panthers, $2.20 into $1.90. Sharks and Cowboys, $7 out to 8 Roosters, 15 into 13 Broncos 15 out to 21. And just lastly, the Raiders 51 out to 201. Yeah, right. Ricky. Do we take <laughs> Do we take any bloody good bets last week? Uh, look, we took 2K on Corey Oates anytime versus the Roosters. 2K on Jason Saab anytime versus Parramatta. Mm-hmm. We also took 5K on Josh Adokar anytime versus the Cowboys. And we also had someone put 10K on the Titans to cover six and a half tonight versus the versus Manly, beg your pardon. So that's going to well, be one to watch. Yeah, well, all right. Any mad multis? <laughs> $3 into just shy of $1,500. Six-legger on uh, same-game multi on Manly and Parramatta nice. last week. Like that. Um, Walker Blake anytime. Well, Will Panasini anytime. Cola anytime. First half try scorer. Sevo wow. first Ooh. half try scorer. Opacic, anytime first half, and Tua Pelosu, anytime first yep. half. So a bit of exotic betting there on that one. All right. I'm tipping that Don't Tell the Miso might heat up a little as we get towards mm. the pointy end of the comp. What have you got? 15K on the Broncos, plus four versus Sorry, the Roosters. This next one. This next one's just sort of, uh, yeah, very puzzling. 8K on the Warriors head-to-head at $7.75 versus the Rabbitohs. I just don't even know what to say about nah. that, honestly. Bizarre. That is bizarre. 
10K on the Tigers head-to-head versus Newcastle. We took 5K on Ruben Garrick anytime, $2.40 versus Parramatta. And then again, another weird one, 26K, the halftime, full-time double. Uh, the Raiders to win both halves versus Penrith. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, not great. Thank you very much, Ryan. <laughs> Thanks, boys. All right, guys, early payout is back for every game in round 22 of the NRL. Back any team head-to-head, and if your team leads by six points or more at halftime, you're going to be paid out early. Gerard, where can this best be used this yeah, weekend? Yeah, Sydney Roosters versus the North Queensland Cowboys. I'm going to go at the North Queensland Cowboys. I think they get the jump on them. Early payout, ching They make every post a winner. Oh, yeah. Ryan? Look, I'm looking up at Tamworth this week, boys. Tigers and Sharks. I'm going to back the Sharks for the early payout. The Tigers were pretty weak last week, scored only 10 points, and I think Cronulla will be very hungry for that second spot on the ladder. That all makes perfect sense to me. Punters, early payout is available for your first $250 stake. T's and C's apply. They're available on the website. If you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. The Neds NRL Punting Podcast Multi. Not terrific last week, guys. The Broncos lost. Corey Oates did score a try in that game, though, Ryan. Well done to you. Ruben Garrick didn't score a try for me. And Brian Toot didn't score a try for Oscar. Should we invite him back? Maybe not. No. (laughs) We're pretty cutthroat here. Indeed. All right, well, let's let's have another crack. We're kicking off with you this week, Ryan. Yeah, look, I'm just going to go Josh Adokar to score any time. I think we're getting $1.60 there. But as I said before, he's... Uh, the Warriors have been very bad on that uh, left side and he scored in three games against New Zealand, so I just think that's a safe bet. And it's just Josh Adokar going around in a game of NRL. That's it, yeah. Pretty good bet. Dollar sixty-eight. We're actually 68, there we go. Late, Even so better. don't hate that at all. Gerald, your second. Yeah, Roosters v. the Cows. Oh, look, obviously, um, you know, today's been tragic. Uh, I didn't, you know, put this in before we knew, obviously, the Cows and yeah. obviously the the, uh, the passing of Greeny. Um, but, I, you know, I knew they were, they're always going to play well, but, you know, they'll play even harder for the big men. Um, so, yeah, I've just gone the Cowboys to win $2.30. I think we're all pretty confident in the chances of the Cowboys. This yep. a very, very good value indeed. Third, me, Katoni Staggs, anytime try score. He's the third, sitting on the third line of betting for the Broncos, anytime try score. Now they're taking on Newcastle this weekend. And I think this is set up for Katoni Staggs. I he destroys defences like these. I think it will be. I, I mean, hope so. A good thing about this is that every Bronco could realistically score against the Knights as well. So <laughs> that'd be good multi, wouldn't it? Well, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> what we do want though is Katoni Stags to cross, yes. uh, cross at any time. Two dollars ten. Let's recap: Ryan, Josh Adokar, anytime try scorer. One dollar sixty-eight. Gerald, Cowboys to win. Two dollars thirty. Jared Katoni Stags, anytime try. Two dollars ten. $8.50 for this one. I'll tell Mm. you, I've already put this one on in my Pontus Club myself. Beauty. Very, very confident in it. Let's get after it. All right. I'm going to back this one myself too. I like it. I like it a lot. We're all on. Here we go. AFL still not getting over? No, I'm the only one still. I'm I'm the only one that's had a winner for the last month. I just don't understand. The last month. (laughs) Last month. I actually probably haven't won three weeks, I think. Two, three weeks, yeah. Yeah, right. They're surely not getting renewed next season, honestly, the AFL punting podcast. No, no comment. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, punters, the Ned's NRL punting podcast multi is already built for your convenience. It's available under NRL round specials at neds.com.au or on the Ned's app.
All right, guys, it's already that time of the week again. Let's have a final thought from you, Gerald. Yeah, I look, I just want to send my condolences, obviously, to the to, to Green family. It's a tragic day for the uh, for rugby league and, um, you know, he's going to be sadly missed, Green. He not, you know, I don't want to give too much else, but I just think that it's uh, it's only right that we, you know, we, we send our condolences to his family. Yeah, Ryan? Not looking forward to this anyway, but I'm looking forward to sort of curious to see how the Cowboys respond yeah. on Saturday night. It's going mm. to be very emotional and it's also a very big game. Um, I'm also looking forward to Sunday's game, Raiders and Dragons, because that's very important. Ooh. I think that's season over for whoever loses that. Yeah, absolutely. Plenty on the line there. All right, punters. Well, thank you for tuning in to episode 23 of the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. You can still find us on your favourite podcast platforms. Like, subscribe, leave us a review. You catch us on the socials this week at Ned's Oz. Of course, most importantly, enjoy the footy. And if you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review on your favourite platform. And always remember to gamble responsibly.